Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back. Once again, Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? You sound like an imposter. <laughs> uh, yes, because I am. Mm. We'll see how this goes. No, I'm a, uh, I'm a recovering sick version of myself. So. Booflu? Nope. I've had a cold for about mm, two days, which is about as long as I ever have a cold. Well, if you go to the doctor, it's, it's, they're going to say it's Wooflu. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just, I, you know, they said they're doing the anal swabs now, right. so I'm going to pass. Okay. Yeah, my wife was saying, why don't you go get tested? Just, And I'm like, why? She goes, well, maybe you got the Rona. And I'm like, maybe I do. <laughs> so what? You know? Now you're extra double protected. What do you mean? Your antibodies. Your regular immune system will fight it off just fine. But now that you've got the antibodies, you're <clears throat> extra double protected. From that is the that is if I even had the Wu flu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess since uh, if if it weren't for uh, the coronavirus, at never knowing anything about it at all, everybody would call us a cold. So Pretty much. Well, I've heard just recently that the Delta variant, the symptoms are different and it's more, more akin to a hay fever or a nose cold. Do you know why? Because it's getting weaker, and it's like it's it's a coronavirus. Because that's what viruses do. That's what coronaviruses do. Now it still was manipulated in a lab. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Yeah, so we have that, and uh, I'm I feel I'm feeling a little vindicated for what I've said before. I don't know a couple months ago about how I do believe that uh, I, I'm not sure that China create was creating this as a weapon, but that that it did escape and they didn't mean for it to escape and in order for them to not be the only economy that suffers they sent their people across you know with without restriction across the globe just to fuck over other economies other countries and turns out that's kind of the consensus amongst a lot of uh you know conspiracy theorists um right thinking people <laughs> i well we talked about this yesterday. I think if they knowingly sent infected people somewhere else, it wasn't to take those economies down. It was to deflect any blame on them, which they got the media to do pretty well. Because, well, you know, Chris Cuomo on CNN was going, well, this this came from Italy. Italy's a place where it's Yeah, like, and know. we know the media is a lot of it's bought and paid for by China. I mean, the, um, the Hollywood is at this point. China, yeah. China can't put out a movie without okaying it with the Chinese government first. Hollywood can't put out a movie. Right, Hollywood. Yeah. What did I say? China. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but, China can't put out a yeah, movie Hollywood without. can't. But, um, yeah, it's it, um, it, it only makes sense. Sure, I, I think it's it, it makes more sense that they would know that it would lead back to them eventually. They just it, it, Because as soon as it escaped before it reached the outside world, the, the lab, the Wuhan lab that was doing the research um, – Took a lot of the, or took most of their stuff off the internet that was dealing with yeah. the um, their manipulation of coronavirus. They they deleted it all. Well, regardless whether or not they meant to send it out, whether or not they accidentally sent it out, whether or not they intentionally sent it out to deflect from their own mistakes, what's the difference? Because nobody is ever going to be held accountable for this. Right. That's that's what I And that's the worst part. That's what's frustrating. You can you can look for proof all you want and you can f- say see I told you so and that's the extent of it cuz like we've been saying all along there is there is no accountability for the elites at this point. And only only for people they don't like. Yeah, like you you'll get an Epstein every so often. Well, there's still people who are Cuomo who are sent. Well, I was going to get to that, but that's they're, not because they're good people. That's because they're right. political beasts that want to get ahead of him. There's still people who call Brett Kavanaugh a serial rapist, yeah, and still want to try and get him impeached. And there's still people that say Trump said uh, white supremacists and neo Nazis yep, were very fine because people. they just say it. Yep. Um, but now you've got Cuomo, who's got eleven or twelve women basically coming out and saying. He groped me. One of them is a 
30-year-old state trooper. And she was, it turns out she was assigned to his personal detail. Like, it was like you picked her out of a crowd and said, hey, let's have her in my detail. And then he, like, ran his hand across her stomach as he was walking past her. And well, I don't know about that. No, it was like, and he touched under her boob okay. or something like that. Just, I can't remember exactly what. Well, it reminds me of the story about Biden where the, the female Secret Service agents wouldn't go anywhere near him when he went swimming because he swam nude and got out for in full sight of them. Yeah. And, and he'd do it on purpose because he's a fucking creeper. And they knew it. Oh, this this was, uh, the uh, state trooper said he put his hand on, like, her stomach and slid it around to her hip where she had her gun. And she was just like, it was just creepy. Well, he's a creepy you know? dude. And she didn't want to come out. She didn't want to come out and bring it up. Yeah. But they sort of encouraged her. But so now there's 12 women who are saying he did this. The uh, Democratic... Uh, um, Attorney General Letitia, I can't remember, or Letitia, I don't know, can't remember her last name, who wants to be governor. Yeah, that's why they're they're backstabbing because they want that. Yep. They want to step over him. But she's basically come out and said, "Look, he did it," and they might file charges against him now because there are other district attorneys in New York who might do it. And uh, I I don't know. And the guy's just sitting here like, "Oh nope, I didn't do yeah. it." Yeah, he won't step down. Yeah, and he puts out a creepy video of like showing like, him. I, I'm I'm a touchy guy. I'm on I'm a New York. I'm Italian. I touch everybody's face like that. Well, it's not about touching faces, asshole. Yeah, but not with your it's lips. About touching assholes. <laughs> no. Um, but here's the thing: there were some of those pictures where he was like t- old people, like old men. He was like grabbing them under their chin. It was, it almost felt like an, a dominance thing. And I was like, I I, I would find that disrespectful. If, like, he did that, like, my dad was trying to talk to me and he, like, grabs him under his chin and, like, oh, holds him close. I'm like, get the fuck off my dad, dude. Yeah, you don't, fuck. Put your, don't put your hands on me. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, yeah, I definitely wouldn't want him touching me like that. It's a it's a dominance thing. And with, with Biden, it's just a creep thing. But I think with with, with uh, Cuomo, it, it is. He's got this attitude, this, this I'm a, I'm a tough guy, sw- big swinging dick attitude, just like uh, Fredo, his brother. Well, now they think it might take Fredo down, too. I, I was just going to ask you that. Uh, I didn't hear much about that, but I'm assuming it's going to have to because of all the uh, the kid gloves bullshit he was doing with with, uh, with Andrew. Well, um, he had 11 interviews, softball interviews with him. That during... were cringy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. They were trying to be funny with each other, and it just came off just, it was horrible. Yeah, there's one where he goes like, well, thanks for coming back on the show. He's like, well, mom told me I had to. Yeah, I mean, just stupid stuff. Um, anyway. Well, they were so, talking about him being single, too, at one point. Like, yeah, single and, dates and stuff. single and ready to mingle. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, so anyway, he uh, he said, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not stepping down. They showed this whole montage video of him just being creepy. And he's just like, look, I'm just a touchy guy. And it's like, dude, that's not a good look, Mm-mm. you know. But um, so much for me, too. I know. I mean, so Brett Kavanaugh has one woman with no witnesses, can't remember the details of any of this stuff. But indelible in her hippocampus was the laughter rooster and never forget that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that works as proof, you know. (laughs) Indelible. Stop it. Stop it. God, I hate. I hate the. the, ah, Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, so yeah, I don't know if he's gonna, if he's gonna resign or not, but, uh, apparently there's a lot of people in the, uh, Democrats in the state assembly in New York are already starting an impeachment vote. But this is the guy who a year ago got a bunch of old people killed that. And they were calling him, they were calling his fans Cuomo sexuals. Oh yeah. Well, well, there's Jimmy a, Fallon. That's was, a whole new thing, like the Fauci sexuals. It's I like know. A thing Jimmy now. Fallon was doing just this, just this smarmy pandering interview with him, like like he was just odd to be in his presence, yeah. and and uh, he was going to be the guy who was going to run for president. All the shit they threw at Trump, and none of it has stuck. But all the people were throwing it. Michael Avenatti. Oh yeah. Cuomo. Shit. I mean, all these people. You know. It's well, it just, goes to show so the whole um, deflection aspect of of the the rules for radicals. Saul Alinsky's rule for radicals that the, that the, de- the Democrats' book of it's their Bible, 
and that's their game plan. And part of what it is is you deflect. You whatever you're doing, you accuse your opposition of doing, and uh, you know ridicule, deflect all this stuff. And that's why uh, there's so much on the um, social media that is trying to shut down any humor from the right. You know, memes and jokes and stuff. They shut that shit down as fast as possible because they know how effective it is. Because that used to work for the for the left because the left had kind of like Saturday Night Live and had all these humor um, uh, late night shows that that would make fun of the right but not the left as much and it influenced people but they've gotten bad at it they've gotten lazy and they've gotten bad at it and the right is getting better at being very funny and being biting in their humor towards the left and it's effective it's a good example the babylon b yeah and a good another good example is when the um when the democrats were um, talking about shutting down, uh, I think it was uh, oil wells and mining and all that. And people were saying, well, what are what are all those people going to do? And they're like, well, they can learn to code. And then um, the right said, how, you know, realize how stupid that fucking was, ridiculous. And so when the when the about a year and a half ago, a lot of the media was were... being was being sized uh, downsized, and a lot of them were get, losing their jobs. And the the meme was, well, learn to code. And to, Twitter would block and, people. And Twitter would not allow that. It's almost like you could say, "Wah!" Like, "Oh, cry me a river," or uh, playing the world's smallest violin. You wouldn't get banned for that, but you'd get banned for saying "learn to code" because that was funny and it and it and it it bit. It worked. But you know, if you just said something like, which is the exact same thing, it's like, "Oh, cry me a river." Well, that's not. That that's okay because that wouldn't really work, you know. Well, there was that one um, Asian um, member of it was like the New York Times board of editors. Uh, she put she had all these old tweets about I like making white men oh, cry yeah, kind real, of thing. Really racist. So yeah. Candace Owens just changed it to like black men and posted it verbatim. Yeah. Yep. And they shut her down and she's like, "Hey, wait a second. They're like, "Oh, sorry." They put her back up. Yeah. Like. Come on, don't you, you you don't even have any pretext of fairness, so no. It's a pretext or pretense. I don't know. I don't care. Pretense, it ma- yeah. It makes me sound smart, but then I don't use the right words, so it makes but me But the learn the code meme is a great example of, of, of I mean, if you're gonna bring an example of that's it, because there's nothing really offensive about saying that. It just draws point These points attention. People have lost their livelihoods. Yeah, it points attention to the ridiculousness of the attitude of the elite left and it works. It's a very concise way of kind of pointing out their ridiculousness, but and it works. That's why they had to shut it down. The left is like the side that wants to. St- they're like that kid who always wanted to start fights, and when you hit him back, he's I'm going to tell my dad. Yeah, it's yeah. like the kid from Christmas Story when Ralphie beats him, beats up Scott Farkas, mm-hmm. like the other little kid, and he pushes him <laughs> down. I'm sorry if I've ruined that movie for people. It's like yeah. 30 years old. Yeah. So, um, you know, we haven't heard the last from Gwen Berry. At the Olympics. Oh, no? Came in 11th place in the shot put. Didn't get a sniff of the podium. Oh. Still wearing her freaking clown makeup. Yeah. Purple lipstick and the spider lady eyebrow eyelashes and everything. She said she started telling people what she was going to do if she got up on the podium. Oh, That she okay. was going to protest and yeah. she had a right to do it. Well, wasn't the Olympic one of the shot putters? Um, did a yeah. little twerk afterwards as, as protest? Uh, Raven Saunders. I don't know if she twerked. Yeah, I saw it. It was like a half a twerk. It was like a, she went and like bounced her ass, her big, big juicy butt. Well, she's up and a down. she's a shot putter, so yeah. she's gonna have a lot of juicing on. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, she got up there with her green and purple hair. She did a little and, X cross over her head with her. Yeah, wrist. but she says, and Gwen Berry chimed in and said, "Hey, she wasn't disrespecting anybody because she let it. You know, she did it um, after all the national yeah, I don't care. were paid, and the the IOC." Uh, or maybe it, whatever International Olympic Committee that has banned any protests or anything like that on the podium is investigating her and may suspend her. And then she's like, oh, my mom died. And they're like, all right. Well, and then she, she was talking about how everybody is telling me that I couldn't be me. I couldn't get my, I couldn't dye my hair. I couldn't get tattoos. I couldn't get piercings. Now look at me now. I'm popping. Who's, like, who's telling you that? What's stuff? the, and then I'm popping. What, explain to me, what do you think that means? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're living your best life. Good for you. Fuck off. Well, and then who's the who's the wrestler? Um, oh yeah, maybe she bring her up. Like she re- was really proud of America and happy to represent America, and she was super excited when she won um, gold. And how you know she? I mean, her it was really inspirational. Well, the media has barely barely even showed her. Uh, Tamra. 
Her name's Mens- Mensa Stock. That's why it's a little bit hard to remember <coughs> her name, but yeah, she uh, she was super excited. She was very patriotic, and when she when people asked her what it meant to her, she goes, "It means everything." It was great. I'm, I love representing America. So I guess her story is that her she's a second generation from um, Ghana. Her father moved here. Um, I don't know if her mother did or not. Uh, father moves here. Um, she starts wrestling because she likes. She says she likes uh, beating people up and getting beat up. I mean, she's she's like a Gina Carano type. Yeah. Like she likes to mix it up. So um, she wins the gold, and they ask her, you know, she's got the U.S. flag around her, and she goes, I freaking love living here. I love this country. She talked about how her coaches made it tough on her, and she couldn't, she's got her faith in God, and yeah. blah, so blah, blah. Every, it was everything great about what you want an Olympic athlete. She study. checks every box. I don't know if she's LGBT or not. I have no idea. Who knows? I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. That's the only reason I would care is that would be one more box that checks for the media. She's yeah. black. She's an immigrant, you know, in a, in a predominantly male sport. Won a gold medal. Like just, I didn't even know there was women's wrestling. In I didn't either. I mean, they've only had it since like 2016, I think. Okay. So she wins. The problem was she's, proud to be an American. Yep. And we can't have that. It took it took NBC, well NBC owns the footage so they ran it, but like CBS, MSNBC, CNN, they didn't talk about it for a full day. Yep. And they're not talking about it now. Yeah, it was like, "Oh yeah, and she won too." Yeah. You know what else they're not talking about? The soccer team. The women's <laughs> soccer team lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're out of the but they're out of the medal uh, contention, right? Lost to so Canada. Yep. But even more so in the middle, and they're saying that how heroic this is and everything, and awesome, because uh, one of the gals from Canada was being interviewed, um, you know, after they beat the U.S. and they're going to go on to play. I can't. They're playing somebody for gold. It's women's soccer. Sorry, I don't care. I don't care if it's men's soccer. I don't like soccer. Football. Yeah, whatever. So this woman standing there getting interviewed. And Megan Rapino walks in on her interview and goes, hey, go win gold. It's like you couldn't wait five minutes to let her have her moment. You what a narcissist. Yeah, just yeah. shut up and go away. Utter narcissist. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think Megan is 36. So you know what this means? We don't have to listen to her anymore. Yeah. She's not going to be playing on another Olympic team. Yeah, she might be a coach. Who cares? She'll run her fucking mouth as coach. Yeah, nobody cares. Go kick sandwiches out of people's hand in your damn commercial. Have your purple hair and shut the hell up. Yeah. Yep. You know, it was just why you would why you would interrupt I don't know what this one was saying, but if imagine if it was a Tamara Mensa stock kind of thing and somebody walked in the middle of it and said, Hey, you did a good job out there. You know, she'd it's probably like, this say, isn't your fucking time. She'd probably say, thank you. I yeah. appreciate it. You know, and people would go, oh, yeah, great competitor. But step back and shut up. Yeah. Let the person yeah. have their moment, Mrs. Fifth Place. Yep. You know, shut up. <laughs> um, I'm just, you know, you see these these athletes making uh, real patriotic stances, and it's like the media just doesn't want to cover it because we're supposed to be a bad country. Yeah. You know, it's just stupid. So, um. We mentioned, I mentioned my COVID that I didn't have because I didn't. Uh, I How gotta do say, you know, Rooster? How do you know? Because it lasted like two days. Okay. You know? So, and so what if I did? Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of this Delta virus or Delta thing showing up and everything. Everything. It was a, so I stayed home from work yesterday because my, uh, I, I was supposed to be around my parents and my mom was having surgery, and I was just like, you know what? I got a cold. I don't need to be around her. And on the off chance that I have something, I don't want her to get it. So uh, anyway, uh, I was home watching most of the news, and every damn story brings COVID into it somehow. So there's something about these three women in a nursing home. Um, They're good friends, and within a two-week period, they all turn 100. So they have this story about how they, you know, what they did with their lives and what they, you know, how they became friends and their husbands have all passed on and they're glad they have each other, you know, through this last year of being locked down and COVID and everything. By the way, they all went out and got their shots. Shut up Mm -hmm. about the shots. 
You know, you either got it or you didn't. And if you think that the people who are, you're not, if you have a problem with people not getting the shot, you're not following the science because there's no scientific evidence right now. There's no study that shows that vaccinated people are passing this on to other people. So if you're vaccinated, you're okay. Because the science also shows that if you get it, you get a much lower dose than normally would. You're not carrying viral loads. You may get sick, but you're not gonna you're not gonna die unless you've got a weakened immune system. So the amount of vaccinated people dying isn't that big a deal. And yes, it is to those people, but people die all the time. I'm sorry, there's like eight billion people in the world. Um, but the people who everything is there were three more stories yesterday when I was home about yeah this person dying in the hospital wishes they'd taken the the COVID vaccine well are they dying are they on oxygen and you know two of them are sitting there struggling going oh I wish I'd have done it and blah blah and I asked them if I could have it and oh it's too late and the doctors with their sob stories about oh my gosh. You know, these people, I just, my heart aches for them because I have to go, honey, it's too late kind of thing. So then the third one they were doing the story about, this 43-year-old guy who went to New Orleans with his kid and wound up getting it. And he came back and he says, it's pretty scary when they're sitting here saying, if your oxygen just doesn't go up in the next hour, we're going to have to put a tube down your throat. And then they finished the story by saying, well, but he's been released and he's recovering at home. Mm -hmm. See, this isn't, there are people who get sick and go to the hospital all the time. And they don't die and they come home. And if people are getting COVID and getting sick, even if they're taking up ICU beds for a couple of days, because by the way, we weren't even, we, our society did not collapse in the last year. Yeah. Even with as many people as we had going to the hospital, we're still here. You well, know, there's plenty of hospitals out there that never came close to their COVID capacity. Well, Alex Berenson, who's a guy, uh, you know, who's done a ton of this research, he gets shit left and right. And he's just following the science on it. And he gets called an anti-vaxxer. Twitter suspended him twice for 12 hours. They just suspended him again for seven days. I think he's he's got a chance to be on Monday. But he was on with uh, Buck Sexton and Clay Travis today talking about the science does not show that society's being overwhelmed by this and by the way if you're a nurse doing tiktok videos you can't tell me you're overwhelmed right and they're like oh that's just like gallows humor that's for us for our mental health it's like no you had to practice this shit you had to have the time to do this yeah a lot of these were elaborate fucking little little, coordinated choreographed because because you didn't have more shit to do because you never got overwhelmed so uh alex berenson brought up that uh israel which is a country of only nine million people is getting like 2,000 new cases a day. Israel uh, basically shut down their country for a couple of weeks to give everybody vaccinations. So 95% of people over 80 have been vaccinated against COVID. And it's still burning through people. You know, yeah. he says, so the vaccination doesn't work against um, the new strain. And he's like, that's, that's just a fact. I don't know if that's true or not, but we also also heard that Sweden is not having a big resurgence of COVID, and Sweden was one of the countries that decided to let it run its course. They did the herd immunity thing. Yeah, they said wear your mask. Which, by the way, if it's not an N95 and it's not fitted for you, it's it doesn't pointless. work. Yeah, you know, so stop. Um, but you, uh, it, he's saying that the, and I'm probably screwing up all of his research that he's relaying. Not his, but stuff he's collected. You know, this this vaccine is not working as well as people thought it was. But guess what? It's not killing as many people as it used to either. So Not the vaccine, the, the COVID. Yeah, the COVID. Yeah. Because the, you know, the disease after a while, just like all of these other flus and everything, it becomes endemic. And this is, it will be here forever. And you'll get it. And it won't be a big deal. Now, if you're over 80, or guess what? If you're fat, which was a comorbidity they weren't reporting because Eric, uh, Alex, or uh, yeah, Alex Berenson brings this up too. Just like when AIDS was tearing through people in the 80s, and they were saying, hey, uh, if you have, if you as a heterosexual man have unprotected sex with an infected woman and she has it, 
you know, one time, boom, you're dead. And which turns out to be not true. On two, on two fronts. First of all, heteros- heterosexual sex was almost, you know, was a drop in the bucket for the cases. And right. another thing is men did not get it as easy um, from Trans- vaginal sex. Transmission from female to man right. was incredibly small. Yeah. Even transmission, unprotected sex from male to female heterosexual sex was incredibly small. Slightly higher, but still small. And so Alex Berenson says they didn't want to stigmatize this disease. Yeah. They, they didn't want to stigma- stigmatize butt sex. Yeah. So, well, butt sex. I should have said it like that. <laughs> Trying to do your Barry White thing. Like prison sex. <laughs> well, you'd know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do the book. All right. No, give me it. No, it's my I'm, turn. No, you I just grabbed it first. No, you have to read them. You I'll can't say that one's dumb. Rooster, what restores your faith in humanity? <laughs> right now? Yes. Ron DeSantis kicking the shit out of Joe Biden. <laughs> Not in an election, just when Biden was saying, hey, we got a, you know, it's Florida, you're 25% of the new cases. And uh, Ron DeSantis basically was saying, hey, screw you. Yeah. So. Uh, for me, what restores my faith in humanity? Well, it, 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 that's assuming I had faith in humanity to begin yeah, with. Yeah, you never did. So there's not faith to restore at this point. To be totally serious, the thing it does for me is random acts of kindness. When I see people do nice things for other people. Yeah, and, and to see, yeah, seeing good people do good things, yeah. that'll always rest, restore your faith when you start, and especially if you start. So and, you've heard, because you wouldn't know what. That and means. everybody does this. You have your your preconceived notions, your bigotry. Everybody has it. Whatever race you are, you've got preconceived notions about other people, mm-hmm. depending on you know how they look, how they act, everything. Um, and sometimes you kind of get mired in that, and then you get a person that is super kind or or, or uh, funny or friendly that you wouldn't expect you're like oh okay i was slipping into that kind of sour attitude towards everybody or towards a specific type of people and i'm talking like guys that uh, sag their pants whatever race they are and then you see him do something really kind for someone you're like or like help an old lady cross the street or something like oh that guy looked like a jackass but you know it's something nice um are you rooster are you psychic in any way i knew you were gonna ask that <laughs> uh good night everybody <laughs> good night everybody that was great uh i you know i think sometimes yes like uh and you know well i've had psychic not, moments or psychic days but I, I don't consider myself psychic not i wouldn't say it's like psychic it's you know i do very prescient i have to at, interact with a lot of people for work and there's a lot of times when people are telling you i'm i'm really good at spotting liars so you just pick up on cues. Lots of cues. But yeah. I think ones that I don't even I don't even know I'm picking up on. You just get a feel about So you're people. more of a mentalist than a psychic. Yeah. I mean I would I would say you pick you get a feel about people, like you get a gut feel, but you don't realize on a subconscious level it's just they're sending you a lot of cues. I've had certain days where I where you just like think about something and then you see it and it keeps happening. And I don't know if that's one of those things where your brain kinda um isn't that wasn't that called like a Bader Meinhof or something? Yeah, uh, w- w- well, when you have um, deja vu, well, deja like vu brain, is a sense that it's like, already happened to you. But your brain, um, your brain processes the information as a memory a split second before it processes it as new information. So that's why you have this feeling that you've experienced it before. That's what. Oh, okay. But um, no, I had things where I was like, in one night, you have like three or four things happen where like you're watching TV and someone's like, I remember when I was a kid and we were, I was with my parents and we were watching some country Western, like, um, talent show. Yeah. And, uh, some, they interviewed a woman and they go, they go, uh, you know, uh, have you been around the world with it, with your singing? She goes, yeah, I've been all kinds of places. And I went like, like Japan and China. And she went like Japan and China. Just like that. I was like, Oh wow. And then, uh, I was going to go get, somebody asked me to go get like a, a dish out of the cabinet or something for a bowl for one of the dogs. I've never, I've never used their dishes or never been there for dinner. And I was picturing the dish in my mind. It was a little blue porcelain bowl. I opened up the cabinet. There it was. So things like that where you go, holy shit, I'm, I'm psychic. Maybe it wasn't actually blue. Maybe you just pictured it as blue. Yeah. It's actually yellow. Or like you really go, you start singing a song or something like, uh, I haven't heard the song in a while. And it's like, it's, it's in my mind all of a sudden. I want, I'm, you start singing it and then you get in your car, turn on the radio and it's playing. Well, I can tell you this. I always know exactly when my wife is going to call me because hmm. I'm in the middle of doing something. <laughs> okay. 
I my phone can be quiet all day. I'll pick it up to make a call, and she'll call in the middle of that. So. We had a couple more here. This is actually a good page. All right, to turn cool. to. So what's? Uh, I think I might know this. Uh, Rooster, what is your favorite breed of dog? Standard poodles. Yeah. Well, that that is the easiest breed of dog for me because my wife's allergic. So it's the only. It is truly the only dog that doesn't shed at all hmm. because its fur is actually hair. So it doesn't. Well, Yorkies so, do that too. They have hair for fur. Uh, yeah, but they still shed some. Well, it's like a regular person losing yeah. hair. So um, they're uh, they're a super hyper uh, hypoallergenic dog. They always smell clean, but they're smart. They're great family dogs, and they're pretty athletic. But really, if I could pick any dog I wanted. I love English Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I just love those. Oh, they look so cool. Yeah. I like mutts. I like a, an unusual looking dog that's got a little bit of three or four different breeds. Are you, is this a euphemism for something? <laughs> no. Why are you winking? <laughs> uh, one more. Um, what is your preferred playing piece, Monopoly? I thought you were going to ask my uh, preferred Pronoun. pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> um, the dog. I like the dog. I'll default to the top hat. I think I, I like the train. Somebody else always wants the race car, you know. Is, is there is there a train piece or is that in, in like a special edition? I don't think there. I think there was a special edition. I think the train. original ones are like the guy on the horse, the the shoe, shoe, the thimble. There was an iron. Was there a thimble too? Yeah, it was one of those old fashioned irons. Yeah, top hat, race car, top hat, and the yeah. dog. So the dog, the top hat, the race car. Yeah, yeah, I like the dog. I thought there was one that had a train, but I think that was like a special edition. So, all right, that's a good. That's good enough. All right. Um, let's talk about a little bit more COVID shit. The if they go back to mask stuff, are you going to wear one? I think we talked about this last I time. I know, but I I'm... I said I said for for there's a work a very specific work related instance where I will because I I, I have to go to uh, medical facilities. Or medical offices, and yeah. I figure, okay, I, I got to do this. But any other instance, I'm not going to, no. Like, if I have to go see my mom at recovering from her surgery, there's no way they're going to let me in the hospital without one. Yeah. Fine. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, if I walk into a store and they're like, you got to have it on or you got to leave, I'm like, all right, I'll leave. Yeah. But I'm not going to put one on just because somebody on the door tells me I have to anymore. No. This is ridiculous. Well, it does remind me of when, when they – initially dropped the mask mandates and but all these stores kept their signs up yeah for like two weeks I, i'm still seeing them uh some of them do yeah but i mean what percentage of people when you're out and about now is masked it's it's ticking up again well right but after they dropped that mask mandate i would say like you know probably 75 percent of the people i would see still were masked and within two weeks it was like 10 yeah you know so I just, I ate lunch today outside and this family was eating by me and they had like a four or five year old kid had the neoprene mask on, which by the way, doesn't do anything. Um, and it's pulled down below his nose, you know, and we're outside. Stupid. Well, the airline stuff is stupid too. Like the fact that they say that it, they give you your snacks and they say, yeah, it, they have give the announcements. If you're going to be eating, please um, take your mask down to take a bite and then we'll replace the mask. It's like, fuck off. What do you do if it's a sucker? <laughs> I don't know. That's an, they probably won't allow it. Maybe. But I don't know. Um, but more, I mean, this is re- related to COVID. Like, I know I hate everything's related to COVID now, but the uh, the rent moratorium. Ugh. Um, the CDC gave gave their their. Um, recommendation i guess is what it was no they put the moratorium in place the first time that yeah. they put it so how do they have the power to do that they did don't they... supreme court said they don't yeah they i don't know why they, to congress. they kicked it back to congress and said hey you got two months to figure this out and they basically just didn't do anything that was in june so they just didn't do anything and now they're now biden pretty much admits that they can't do it yeah, I said the, the bulk of the constitutional scholars think this is something they can't do. But the, some of the best ones, though, some of the minority, the best ones. Yeah. Um, but OK, so let's let's equate that to what people say about doctors. The consensus of the doctors is that, uh, you know, the uh, Col- yeah, the, COVID vaccine the vaccine is, is great. But there's um, some very, uh, very important the doctors best the best tell of them you that it. say there's not fucker. But anyways, he's admitting to it. And but he's saying I'm 
I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna work around it anyway. I know. And fuck you for you know. Who cares? Well, come at me. Come at me, bro. And then Jen Psaki gets asked at the press conference. She's her someone says, oh, she's was really bad. First of all, I used to not like her. Now I just feel pity for her. I mean, she as fast as this bullshit's coming down the coming down the pike. There's nothing she can do about it. But yeah. somebody said, well, what about this? Um, what about this whole thing about the moratorium and that you can't even do that? And she goes, I don't think anybody's even talking about that. And they're like, oh yeah, they're talking about it. And the, and she says, well, who's – they said, you know, this is illegal. And she's like, well, who's saying that? Your fucking boss is saying that. Joe Biden is saying it. And so – and the whole premise is bad because you're you're giving money to people and then you're telling them that you don't have to pay rent. So um, – there's people out there that are taking, you know, there's people that are going to take advantage of any situation, uh, especially when when you get free shit. But I heard there's uh, some landlords, they have mortgages they have to pay, these landlords. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they they're not getting moratoriums on what nope. they have to pay. So, but there's people that are not paying their landlords and then they're moving out or subletting their apartments and, and taking rent from those people. You heard that? No. Yeah, I've heard that from some uh, landlords that, uh, yeah. So I know for a fact that um, some of my tenants that aren't paying, aren't living there anymore and that they've they let people move in there i can't get them out and those people are paying the former tenants so i i think at this point if i was a landlord like that i would just change the locks in the place and be like yeah and then they'll get thrown in jail because they've been that that's one of the things they're saying you can't evict anybody you will go to jail be like all right cool let's do it yeah because i mean these people are going to be able to sue the shit out of the government and mm-hmm. guess who's going to pay for that yeah us yep um but I, this is so stupid. I mean, just imagine if you bought like a, a duplex, okay? And you, uh, this has been something I recommend you should do. But you buy a duplex, you're living in half of it, you know, you're charging rent to somebody, and now they haven't paid you for 15 months. Yeah. And in the meantime, maybe they're trashing the place, but they're a shitty neighbor. There's nothing you can do to get rid of them, and they know it. And now the bank comes along and says, hey, you need to pay us. Well, these people are going to skate on this money. There's no way you're going to be able to, even if you get a judgment against them, you're not going to get that money. And so what do you do? Well, you look at selling because the market's high right now, but now you've lost this thing that you saved for in this investment. So something that you thought was going to be a place for you to live and generate some income for you, because that's the majority of what you know landlords are in this country. They're not... You know, Donald Trump with condos in downtown New York. Most of them are mom and pop. A lot of them immigrants um, or people of color. That's yeah, a good. It's a good income source for middle class people to, to to get people into middle class or get them into upper middle class. And by changing the dynamic of this, you're not going to have those people anymore. You're gonna you're getting rid of more of the middle class, and you're letting the big financial companies buy these places up. Yeah, the left hates the middle class. They do. They really do. They, they absolutely do. So. And the middle class keeps getting fooled. Mm-hmm. So you can't you can't go along with that stuff. Well, and now Elizabeth Warren's back in her high horse about the wealth tax. She's like, you know, Jeff Bezos has had uh, months where he doesn't pay or years where he doesn't pay in or he pays like 1% or whatever. It's like, yeah, because he's allowed under the current tax law when he opens a business to write that off. And by the way, somewhere down the line, he's going to pay the tax on it. So she's like, well, we should be able to tax the wealth he has. Well, all they're going to do is the ultra rich are going to move their wealth yeah. out of the country. It's going to make it harder for for the, the upper middle class because they can't afford to do shit like that. And if you tell Jeff, if you just keep leaning on Jeff Bezos, guess what he's going to do? He's going to move out of the country. Yeah. You know? So... What are you going to do? You can just leave it alone. Maybe the government should stop spending so much money. You know, we yeah. don't have we don't have an income problem. We have a spending problem. So, what else you got? Well, I want to talk. Well, I want to talk about the video from Fox News from their from their aerial drone footage of the didn't happen. <laughs> I can't believe my lying eyes. Well, CNN, MSNBC, they didn't cover it. So didn't happen. Yeah. So Fox News has video coverage. It's a deep fake. A deep fake from the far right, alt right media of illegals like congregating under a uh, overpass area, and it's just thousands and thousands of them huddled together. Uh, you know, not not spreading COVID at all for sure. 
See, um, and and those people are going to going to end up in spread out amongst America. That's what the dem, the the Democrats are doing. They've got these uh, NGO organizations, these non governmental organizations that they work with that they hand them off to. They've got private planes flying them to different states, mm-hmm. and there's no accountability. They don't let anybody find. There's no, the uh, Republican congressmen going. We don't even know where they're headed or how many are headed anywhere. See, when we post this episode on Facebook, <clears throat> it's going to get flagged as being untrue because you said thousands and thousands, and they'll probably just be like, it was hundreds. Okay. And that wasn't, it wasn't an overpass, it was a bridge. Okay. And those two things are very different. So they're independent fact checkers from the Independent Fact Checker League of Justice have now said that that's wrong. So we'll be flagged. Yeah. Well, so I mean, way to go. When I talk about the thousands, I, yeah, I guess the thousands is that there are thousands of illegal immigrants being um, uh, coming across the border. And there's there's there is a huge surge right now coming again. Um, and part of it is that there are NGOs and Americans that are over in these countries in South America that are facilitating facilitating these these caravans. That are making it happen. These caravans, these people don't know policy-wise what's going on, but they've got people down there from America that go, this is the time, and they facilitate it. They've got Soros money or whatever money they got. Well, they're showing up with Biden t-shirts. Yeah, they've they've got people facilitating this, and these people should be in fucking prison. Well, let's face it, to be honest. Not not the illegals, I'm talking about the people facilitating this. The facilitators are even more likely to be uh, Mexican drug cartels. Yeah, they're they're working hand in hand with the uh, with because the they're making tons of money yeah. on these people, and it's it's sick. I mean, these people are. You just see these. I I remember seeing that video of that like five year old kid who was just standing out in the dark, just screaming yeah. because he was he's by himself. Did you know those kids that are left like that are pretty much immediately considered citizens? Uh, Art Del Fuego is that his name? Uh, in charge of the. Um. The, the, I heard him on Justice and Yeah, the uh, what is he? He's in charge of uh, he's a, Border Patrol? Yeah, he's a border guy. But. Well, he was talking about how when, when you know, how they're throwing kids over, over fences and all that kind of stuff and uh, abandoning him. He goes, there's no way to find that kid's parents. No way. And they won't even claim him even if they find something that they think is that parent. So once that kid's on our our um, our land alone, he is he is pretty much considered an abandoned U.S. citizen at that point. Really? Yeah, that's what he was saying. So they, they know all the tricks. That's why you're seeing this kind of stuff where they just throw him over the, the, the wall and run because they know then he's going to be a citizen. Now, I don't know if they think that's going to help the family out or if that's just they're, they're like, I want a better life for my son. Blah, throw him over. I don't know what the reasoning for that is, but there's all kinds of all kinds of uh, skeezy tricks. Look, I am pro-immigration. I don't care if you are a highly educated software engineer leaving Bangladesh because you want to move here for a better life or you are some, you know, uh, low grade laborer in Guatemala who just wants to come here for a better life for your family. Knock on the front door. Tell us what that you want to come in. Start the process of being a citizen. Well, and understand there's limits. Yes. And the problem is they know there's limits and that's why they do it. um, The, uh, the refugee way, the way where they say we're persecuted or we're refugees, because that bypasses the limitations on, on workers. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Nancy Pelosi will talk all the time about bringing a tear to the eye of the Statue of Liberty. It says, you know, bring me your your tired, tired, your poor, your huddled masses learn, yearning to breathe free. It doesn't say and get government handouts. Well, and then that was written by somebody else that wasn't like initially on this on the statue anyways. But even if that's your philosophy, that right. that's what you want. And I fully embrace that. I don't. I just mean bring show up here, knock on the front door, come to make this country a better place. And that may mean. You're going to start by digging ditches somewhere for 12 bucks an hour. But guess what? That work needs to be done too. You know? So. Yeah. I don't want your tired huddled masses yearning to breathe free here. I go, I mostly stay home and and fix your own shit. So, um, there's another story I'd like like to talk about is, uh, um, the, uh, January 6th, uh, insurrection, quote, quote, riots. 
the insurrection. Insurrection. Um, Trump tried to have his minions overthrow the country. Yeah. So we've been hearing about how the the grandmas have been rounded up for just wandering into the into the capital and to take pictures and and how they've been uh, treated while they were while they were being held. Like they're basically told to disavow anything Trump, anything right wing. They were told to read critical race theory books and and to you know make culpa basically. Do you, do you know what it reminds me of? You mentioned Saturday Night Live earlier. Do you remember back in its heyday when they had Mr. Bill, little Play-Doh guy? And, and he his, killed all the time? And Sluggo would always beat him up. Yeah. One time, uh, Sluggo gets a hold of Mr. Bill's mom and just beats the hell out of her. And she's like, oh, Mr. Bill was this terrible kid and he committed many felonies. And it feels like that's what they're doing with these with these grandmas and Trump. Well, know? and uh, it's like the same with the guy that had the, the bull horns on that went in. His defense, his public defense lawyer has basically said, you know, he's retarded, right? What? He said he's autistic. He basically said this guy didn't know what he was doing. He's retarded. Well. That was the defense for the guy. I mean, if I was standing there with bullhorns on and, uh, you know, a sword drawn on my waist and I, you know what? I think I'd have probably said that too. I guess. But it's just, it's just, it's just a laughable what the, what they're, that, that, and then you see the. The um, hearings they had with the crocodile tears, and then the uh, the the um, Capitol police officer, black Capitol police officer, said never in his life while he's wearing that uniform has he had heard anybody call him a nigger. And this is I'm saying this because this is how he said it. He goes, but I had um, a woman in a pink uh, MAGA shirt um, yell, you know, a nigger, and everybody booed and said nigger to me, and I'm like, it it just didn't happen. It yeah, just did. and so of, of of course suspiciously there's no there's no video of that although there's supposed to be like fourteen thousand hours of confiscated video of that day that we still haven't seen. Um, what's his name from slightly offensive Elijah? What's his last name? Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah. his YouTube channel slightly offensive. Good good guy. He's working for Blaze Bla- the Blaze TV now. Um, Elijah Shaver. Um, he was there and he wasn't expecting it to to go down the way it did. Um, but he videotaped a lot of it and he said the feds basically confiscated all of it. Yeah. So, and he can't, he's, he's un, he can't talk about a lot of it because of that. Um, cause he might get thrown in jail. Um, but anyways, the, the fact is a lot of these people that are being held right now have been being, have been held for a month upon month upon month with really bad conditions and nobody's talking about it. Well, there's some Republican lawmakers. This is from, uh, well, before you get in that real quick, okay. I was, um, I said before, and I will reiterate, the only way they're going to get away with this long term is they're going to kill those people. Yeah. Because they're not going to stay locked up forever. Well, Ashley Babbitt's husband wants answers. Eventually, they – well, Ashley Babbitt's a separate thing, but – But it's, it's the same principle. It's these like, people have been, who've been locked up, yeah, right, and treated so poorly and not really charged and all that, eventually they're going to get out. Yeah. And when they do, they're going to tell this whole story. Well, I think in the meantime, what they're trying to do is to basically do the uh, conditioning. You know? Yeah. The, they're going to try to break them down in order to keep them from being a threat in yeah. the future. And uh, some of them will. Yeah. But others won't. Like the guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. He's talking. Yeah. So uh, there's some Republican lawmakers that have heard the stories and heard that there's some pretty hinky shit happening to these people. And they want to they wanted to go check out the facility and see... You know, not necessarily talk to the prisoners, but talk to the people in the facility and say, "What are you doing? What what what's the what's the procedures? And and are you are these people getting uh, rights? Are they religious rights? You know, they had a so it was Matt Gates and oh well he uh, he sleeps with underage girls. Yeah, they tried to take him down because he was asking too many relevant questions. So uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene who, and she's crazy. Who's crazy? So uh, and there was another one who was a former a former judge. And you don't know his name, so he doesn't exist. Yeah. See right there, I've shown you how the left will. Yeah, exactly. So, so this didn't happen. But uh, I'm trying to find his name here, real quick. We'll find it in the in the, uh, in the article here. But so those three went down to this this facility and they wanted to to talk to somebody in charge. And the former judge, who's now a congressman, said, "I've I've never had an issue going because I'm a former judge, and now I'm a congressman going and touring a facility and saying, hey, because we we have oversight, especially of these federal one. I mean, of these federal." Um, facilities oh you think you do and uh and he goes so i say i'd like to talk to you and i'd like to schedule a meeting and they go they wouldn't get any response none of these if they wrote letters they email or whatever never got a response 
saying that that you know that they were getting being acknowledged so that's why they decided to go down there and the shit they got put through it's it's it laugh it'd be laughable if it wasn't so serious like like the way they were treated um they were told they were trespassing at one point um but there's video of this too it was well then i'd be like call the cops so uh, this is from uh ag american greatness.com um uh deborah hein uh, Republican lawmakers barred from entering D.C. jail to visit Jan- January 6th political prisoners. A group of Republican lawmakers on Thursday were locked out of the Washington, D.C. prison where the January 6th political prisoners are being held and accused of trespassing. Uh, quote, my colleagues and I were locked out of were locked out of the deplorable jail, tweeted Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's why people don't like her because the, the phrasing she uses. But that's fine. So, and uh, you got to admit, she's a little crazy. That was silly. Okay. But she goes, uh, members of Congress need to conduct o- conduct oversight, yet our letters and calls get ignored. Then we get told we are trespassing. The American people deserve answers. It's outrageous. Um, after they were initially allowed in the entrance way, so there's like an initial, you know, you go through a set of doors and then there's like a, you know, like a lobby area. And they were given masks because they weren't wearing masks. One of the officers told the House Republicans that they were trespassing and locked them out. Um, okay, uh, Louis Gohmert was there. He's a former judge. So he goes, my gosh, the government is upside down. Gohmert, Gohmert, a former judge, exclaimed, every day in America, people are locked in prison. It's not every day people are locked out of a prison, but that's what happened to multiple members of Congress today, Representative Matt Gates said during a news conference afterwards. Um, so, oh, no, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't Gohmert. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Gates. Bob Good, who's a Republican from Virginia, that's the uh, former judge. Uh, or was Is it spelled G O O D E? You know, there's, I guess there's four of them. I don't know which one's the judge. I'm screwing this up. Does Good have an E at the end? No. Of it? Here's the here's the people: uh, Matt Gates, Bob Good, Paul Gozer, and Louis Gomer attempted to tour the facility to see how the detainees were being treated. Um, Gates said that in his remarks that they were just denied the ability to carry out their two principal responsibilities of congressmen to appropriate funds and to conduct oversight. Quote, this is from Gates. How does the Biden administration expect us to participate in the representative republic when they deprive us of access to information that would inform our oversight work and our appropriations decisions? So the same group of conservative lawmakers, um, conservative lawmakers, Andy Biggs, I don't know what that means. We're barred from entering the Department of Justice on Tuesday while leftists attempted to disrupt their press conference. Um, uh, to get that evidence, okay, a key issue the congressman said they were they want resolved is whether DOJ prosecutors are hiding exculpatory evidence by withholding from the defense fourteen thousand hours of video. Mm-hmm. And so here's another quote uh, to, from Gates: "To get that evidence, we sought a meeting with the Attorney General." We went to the Department of Justice and we weren't even allowed in the lobby to have a meeting with an attorney general who still to this day has not shown up for an oversight hearing before the Oversight Committee or the House Judiciary Judici- Judiciary Committee, Gates continued. What is Merrick Garland hiding? Gates said they're also concerned about how the detainees are being treated, which is why they showed up at the D.C. jail for a tour of the facility, which he said uh, has been done under both Democrat and Republican administrations. But now there is an unprecedented effort to deny members of Congress information that relates to criminal cases and that relates to the treatment of people that are being held. Uh, now there's facilities reportedly in, in lockdown. And so they're not saying in this article what happened, but they they went there, they were in the lobby area, they put on their masks, and they, they said, well, we want to speak. They're, they're being told you're trespassing. You can't be here. Like, well, we want to speak to a supervisor. We're congressmen. We have oversight. We want we have questions about this facility. So someone shows up, a woman shows up with, uh, and I think I can't remember who it was. If it was Gomer said, yeah, she had like three bars on her shoulder. So it looked like she was somebody in charge. And what she did was made a beeline for, for outside. Didn't look at us, just walked outside. And they're like, well, maybe she wants us to follow her outside. Well, she did. So they followed her outside, but instead of engaging with them, she turned around, went back in and they locked the doors. So locked them out of the whole facility. And then when they went up and knocked on the door, said, what's going on here? We want to talk to somebody. Uh, they all just turned. It was on video. They all just turned their back and walked away. Uh, from from, And that's when they had their press conference saying, wow. And one of the lawyers was even there for, for one of the people charged. And he says, I'm not even able to get in there to talk to my client. So, so it's basically a political witch hunt. Well, I gotta, I'm got i not going to read you this whole thread. And I'll be honest, I... I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know exactly how Twitter works. I don't know if this is this guy's thread or if he's 
picking it up from someone else. But Raven sent me this. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But it's uh, this guy, Constantine, with a K. Uh, Kissin. K-I-S-N. K-I-S-I-N. Wrong opinions. And he's talking about, and this is along the same lines of this stuff. Uh, if you're struggling to understand why people are vaccine hesitant, let the let me help you mega thread. If imagine you're a normal person, years 2016, rightly or wrongly, you believe that most of the uh, most of what you see in the media, you believe the polls are broadly reflected of public opinion. You believe that doctors and scientists are trustworthy and independent. You're a decent, reasonable person who follows the rules and trusts authority. What percentage of people would you say that is in the United States? Uh, quite a few. I'd say it's 70% yeah. of people, regardless of political stripe. Imagine your shock then when Brexit, uh, which you were assured won't happen because it's a fringe movement led by racists for racists, happens. The polls widely predicted it wouldn't happen and were completely wrong. Uh, experts in the media, pundits who told you that it wouldn't happen the day after said, oh, well, you say, uh, you say these things happen. Imagine that soon after Donald Trump is running for president, you are told by your favorite media publications that he's going to lose. Some experts say his opponent has a 99% chance of winning. Imagine waking up the next morning after the election to discover that the pollsters, media experts, and politicians you trusted were wrong again. I know that feeling. Yeah. And now the racist monster they told you would never get near the White House as a leader of the free world. How did this happen, you ask yourself? How could all the people in charge of informing me by so many... Uh, by so many be wrong. It was the Russians, they tell you. The Russians did Brexit and they got Trump elected. Imagine that for the next three and a half years, you watch as the media and the political class run with the Russia collusion narrative and tell you how, when, and where. The dossiers, whistleblowers, peeing prostitutes. Imagine your desperation for uh, things to make sense again. The Mueller report is coming and you will set your world straight. Evidence of foreign meddling in the 2016 election and Brexit is coming to save your unsettled mind. Imagine your shock, then, when you discover that Brexit and Trump had little to do with foreign meddling. The screaming about the Russians and Brexit dies down as well. Imagine that bit by bit you discover that the events which the media and the political class told you would not, uh, would not, and could not happen, not only happened, but then with some sort of evil interference instead. Instead, millions of uh, your fellow citizens voted for them. Again, you ask, how could this happen? And the media has an answer. Racism. <laughs> your country is racist, they tell you. If you're white, this seems strange to you. Other than a handful of idiots, you've never met a racist. You're, if you're an ethnic minority immigrant like me, this seems even stranger. Why would people in one of the most welcoming, tolerant countries in the world want to convince themselves that their country uh, is racist when it obviously isn't? But the evidence is right there on your TV. Imagine your horror as a gay black actor is assaulted by MAGA hat-wearing thugs who racially abuse him and put a noose around his neck. He cries while talking about it. Imagine your outrage as you see reports of a bunch of MAGA hat-wearing kids from a religious school contemptuously confront a Native American elder. Reza Aslan tells you that the kid has a punchable face, and while you abhor violence, it's hard to disagree. Imagine that for days you watch coverage of these events and expert after expert, pundit after pundit, sharing and fueling your outrage of them with every word, your belief uh, that you are a good person, your country is good waivers. Imagine that just soon after, however, Jesse Smollett turns out to be an attention-seeking hoax. Imagine it quickly discovered that the Native American elder was one who confronted the kids, and it's not the other way around. So it just keeps going like this, you know, thing after thing yeah. after thing. Story of, um, story of lies. You know, and then it brings lies. up the pandemic and it brings up, you know, pulling these statues down. And and we're not even talking about lies of omission. You know, like these are just blatant lies, but there's so many lies of omission but it's, too. it's talking about like, you don't need a mask. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi goes, go to Chinatown, you're fine. Yeah. Um, the medical experts are like, not a big deal. And it's like, it well, goes through this whole thing and says you've been lied to at every turn. Well, a, a good example just recent is the Asian hate thing where there was a hashtag stop Asian hate. Well, that quietly disappeared. You know why? Because it was all black people doing yeah. it. It wasn't Trump supporters hurting Asians. It was black felons. Yep. You know, I'm not disparaging all black people. I'm saying the people that you are, you know, not making post bail and stuff who've had 40 felonies in the last or 40, uh, 40 arrests in the last year get let out and they knock some Chinese woman down or some. Oh, but that's because Trump said that the yeah. Chinese China flu. Yeah. Well, then what are you saying? 
let's just let's just run with that whole thing. Let's say that you know uh, the media is acknowledging, well, it is mostly black people, but it's because Trump made them think that it's China flu. That whole thing right there is racist because what you're saying as media personality is that black people are easily manipulated by someone they can't stand. You know, yeah, it's just BS. Yep. And so if you get a chance, look up this whole thread. I was going to post it on the Facebook page. It was way too long. I can um, post it uh, on the show notes here. Yeah. Um, but it's worth looking up because you watch this whole thing. Even as informed as much as we pay attention to it, you go, man, when you put all these things together like this, this just looks like every chance they get, they just deflect somewhere. And they right. go on to something else. For me, it's like, I think we need to start turning the TV off. And I'm I'm counting Fox News in this too, although not as bad. But you just see people getting whipped up against people that don't look or sound or talk or think like them. And it has turned into, I mentioned this before, but if you haven't read the book, go back and read the uh, Dr. Seuss star-bellied snitches thing. <laughs> because all it's about is people want to see other people now. They want them to wear their you know, important details on their sleeve. They want to know, they want to know your pronouns, you know, your pronouns. If somebody says, what pronouns do you go by? And you answer that question. Well, they know what political side you're on. Yeah. If somebody says, wear a mask and you wear a mask, they know what political side you're on. You know, everybody wants to identify someone so they can decide if they want to like them or hate them before they even meet them. And it's, it's crazy. You know, when I see, I see somebody jogging in the middle of the summer down a bike path by themselves wearing a mask when it's 95 degrees out. And I think to myself, you've got to be kidding me, but I am not going to get out of my car and confront that person and say, what are you stupid? Well, it's the same as seeing people wearing, um, uh, Biden hair shirts or having bumper stickers in their car. You look at it, you go, you raise the worst you do is go, Ugh, and roll your eyes. Yeah. That's it. That's all you do. But the, the other side it's dangerous to put – we've been for four years now, you know, you put a bumper sticker on your car that says, you know, supports Trump. You're asking for – To get keyed. In the, to get keyed, get your tires popped, or to get accosted, physically accosted by someone. You wear a Trump hat. I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. So. So start treating people decently, damn it. Yeah. Oh, I've got this uh, this spoken word thing about stop Asian hate. Remember I talked about this where they've got this cadence, the spoken word cadence that drives me crazy? This is the one. So this showed up on, on uh, Netflix like or on YouTube in between. Like A word, please. A word is, just a word is, oh, just yeah. a word is, not just a word, not once it's been heard. It becomes a belief, a reason for someone's grief. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> I can't yeah. even continue oh, that shit. It's, it's so... And so that was a, a spoken word thing about stop Asian hate. But they never... You know, basically it was it was... Um, implied during that uh, that it was because because Trump said China virus that Asians are getting attacked. That's what the implication of just the word, just a word, you know. Well, actually, it was just a phrase. But no, it's just letting repeat offenders out of jail. Yeah, that's what it is. So shut the fuck up. But it's been quiet. That quietly went away because they found out that you can't. There's no. There's no instance you can find of a of a. Um, a right wing or a Trump supporter or, or conservative or Republican attacking Asians. There's nothing because they, if they found one, they would have like, you know, been with that for, you know, stuck with that for two weeks straight. Yeah. If this country is that racist, why do we have to make all this shit up? Yeah. Or like I said before, put out shows and um, TV shows that um, allude to like past um, uh, racism, like from the forties, mm -hmm. like make whole series based on that. Or you make a, uh, a new show based on a comic book, like the Watchmen. that the whole point of the whole show is to put people racially at each other. Like to say how bad, how race, how bad white whites are and how racist it is. Canceled after one season. Yeah. Because nobody, everybody's tired of it. Everybody's tired of this woke messaging that does it. Basically there's no story. It's just woke messaging. Yeah, I tried watching that show for three episodes, and I couldn't tell. What I, was going I saw on. the trailer, and I'm like, nope. Well, it's the same with there's um, uh, a show that deals with H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Um, can't remember the name of it, but it's another one that was a big budget, um, and it was uh, it looked interesting. But then you've come to find out it was all woke messaging about racism because that's why they said it in the 40s or something. Well, that's all the stuff that H.P. Lovecraft wrote about. You know, just the 
racism. Well, yeah. Because that's what Cthulhu was. Yeah. You know, H.P. Lovecraft was was a xenophobe. He was xenophobic. He, he didn't like uh, um, immigrants. He didn't like black people. He didn't like anybody. And he was he was scared and worried, and that translated to his stories about cosmic horror and all that. But his stories generally weren't racist, except for when they treated like natives as like you know um, you know bone thumping you know uga uga kind of chanting people. <laughs> he did mm-hmm. that. But there there are I hate to say it there are uh, uh, tribes of people that do that. Yeah. And there's to this day that live that way. Well, I remember seeing a National Geographic special, and I can't remember where it was. I think it was South America, some of those Amazon tribes. Yeah. And the one guy going in was telling the guy with him, he goes, they're going to offer you a drink. He goes, do not drink it. He goes, it's poison. He's like, why would they offer you? He goes, because they get their kicks up doing it. Yeah. And 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 they're going to act insulted and everything. Don't drink it. Yeah. And so they give it to him. They're like, oh, come on, come on. And, And He's like, so if I drank this, he goes, you probably die. Yeah. And he's like, they, they do that for fun. He's like, yeah, they do it for fun. Well, there's another tribe that's still around that that people missionaries have been trying to convert. Yeah. What about this, I can't remember uh-huh. the name of the tribe, but it, it's like a a thing where you know missionaries are trying to bring the word of Jesus to yep. people that haven't heard it. Well, they've they caught wind of this tribe that is notoriously like didn't like didn't want people coming in their area, and they kill them. And so there's video of of like one guy in our little rowboat trying to bring the word to these people and getting murdered <laughs> because they come flying out and throw spears at them. It's like, leave them alone. <laughs> Just leave me at this point. So it, uh, my guess is Jesus isn't even interested in talking to him. <laughs> so. Blasphemer. <laughs> so. Well, we're, uh, we're up on time yep. here. Usually so that's your job to say that. Yeah. So. If you want to contact us, uh, email it's rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. But the best way to get in touch with us is on our Facebook page at bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.